0: You're listening to the Toy Photographers Podcast, the official podcast of toyphotographers.com. On this show, we talk to people around the world who are turning Lego, action figures, miniatures, custom creations, and more into amazing works of art. Hello everybody, and welcome back to the Toy Photographers Podcast, the official podcast of toyphotographers.com. My name is James Garcia, and once again, I'm joined by my good friend from Sweden, Christina Alexanderson. Christina, welcome back to the show.
1: Thank you, James. I'm honored to be here. How are you today?
0: I'm doing well. Yeah, I'm excited to talk to you. Um, I always look forward to our chats and these little workshop episodes that we do, and um, today's topic on movement is something that I actually had trouble with doing for this challenge, but I have I love photographing movement or implying movement in my toy photos, so I'm really excited to talk about that stuff with yeah, you. Yeah,
1: I agree. I think it's fun to, to get the feeling of uh, getting some life in these plastic figures and and movement is a way to do that but I thought it was really really hard to do this ch- challenge or this workshop or whatever we should call it <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah I'm excited to talk about why we found those things so challenging um, before we get there how has your past uh, month been especially photography wise what have, what have you been up to
1: oh um, I, I wouldn't say you have I haven't done. I have done one image. That's the one I did for today, and uh, otherwise I haven't done anything in toy photography whatsoever. I have start. I would say that there, I'm doing a new podcast interviews with toy photographers. So maybe yes. that is some sort of photography. <laughs> yeah, that counts. <laughs> <you know. laughs> otherwise, I haven't done any photography to talk about. How about you?
0: yeah I haven't uh, I, I've just been kind of busy the last few weeks I had family in town um, and I had to I, I, a few weeks ago I moved all of my photography stuff out of my work office and into the spare bedroom we had that, we're, that we haven't been using um, so I have like my photo table in there and everything and uh, I had family come over so I had to move my table back out so I could give them the guest room and I actually moved the table into the living room because we have a bunch of space in there And so I had my table out there for a little while and um yeah just with everything going on i haven't had a chance really to like sit down and and get into the zone like i usually do with my photos so i've been doing a few things here and there but i've just been kind of doing more simple setups and and quick shots which actually has been kind of refreshing for me after spending so much time over the last definitely in January, a lot of more complicated shots and then over the past few months you know i put figures on wires and and effects and a lot of uh, post-processing and stuff like that. So it's been nice, actually, to kind of scale it back. Um, Now everybody's gone, and I've got my office or my photo studio set up again. So now I'm excited to kind of dive back into things. (laughs) What
1: is an easy photo, then, for James? What (laughs) what is it? What what, what counts as easy? I I do understand what's complicated because you said that. But what's easy?
0: Yeah, so um, one thing I, I always am trying to find is just what is the simplest way I can set up a photo and take a quick photo idea. Um, just because I, 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 I love taking the photos and stuff, but sometimes I just want to get the ideas out of my head quickly. And so one thing um, I've been doing for that is I, I love uh, when I am trying to do a more simple shot like that, I'll use Lego a lot of times just because it's, I find it maybe because of the smaller scale or something, I find it easier to set up Lego shots um, than, like, action figures. So I've been doing a lot of just lego space shots of just little lego astronauts i I did one of like walking a dog or i have uh, i just posted one a few days ago of like a a pink astronaut with a pink mohawk you know and and those are really easy because i've just been using a gray t-shirt for the for the (laughs) lunar surface yeah because with a shallow enough depth of field you can't tell at all that it has like a fabric texture to it so I just basically get my light box out, put the t-shirt down, turn on my lights, put the figure in there, and really quickly I've got a cool shot going. And it's really easy to, I just on my table have a bunch of minifigures and pieces because I've just been grabbing and picking and pulling different ideas and stuff. So that has been really refreshing and fun for me to just have something that isn't making a huge mess you know I don't have dirt everywhere or, or t- you know uh, materials <laughs> that I have to clean up <laughs> afterwards or anything like that it's this, just a t-shirt and minifig pieces and I can leave it set up if I need to and I don't have to worry about it or I can quickly tear it all down if I need to so that's kind of been my process of the last couple of weeks um, and that's been really really fun and refreshing.
1: It sounds, it sounds nothing like what is easy for me? Because I when I, I I always had this fallback when I did my 365s that one the day I can't really say what I'm supposed to do, I'll go for easy. I'll just do a portrait. <laughs> 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 because that's easy. <laughs> you just put the figure in front of the camera and say click. Say <laughs> <So you> smile. <laughs> and then you have your image. Yeah, see,
0: I, I've always found portraits a little intimidating just because I I'm always stressed about the lighting or you know the composition of them or something like that and maybe that's kind of what I'm doing with these minifig shots as portraits they're just a little more zoomed out you know but um but but yeah it's funny how everybody's process of what is easy (laughs) is different you know because I'm sure for other people this this all sounds complicated and they they do something else for themselves you know so I I like that uh hearing a bit about everybody's process and kind of what What works for them?
1: Yeah, but on the other hand, the more images I do, the there is no easy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, you you mentioned that you've been doing these podcasts. Um, I think by the time this episode airs, your interview with Tobias will have aired because that's coming out in a couple days after we're recording this one. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So can you talk a little bit about that project that you've been doing? First of all, thank you so much. I I love that we've got podcast interviews coming um, that that, first of all, I don't have to do much work with, which is (laughs) nice and refreshing for me, but also you're such a great interviewer. You're really good at asking the tough questions. And not only that, but following up on those questions um, and really diving into the creative process. Yeah. So, you can, can you talk a little bit about this podcast series that you're, you've been doing and, and the thinking behind it?
1: Yeah, the idea actually came when me and Shelley, because Shelley, and it isn't only my project, Shelley Corbett, the founder of com, is actually the hand behind all this work uh, she is my producer she's the one who's con- connecting me with all these photographers and helping me with the process and helping me with with the idea it came around we talked about uh, we always talk about creative aspects of photography me and Shelley when we talk um, once a month and, uh, and she said uh, shouldn't you be doing a series of podcasts about talking to photographers about their work and what they do and why they do what they do and i said i'm not sure that i'm the person to do that maybe you should do it <laughs> <laughs> and when uh, we travelled that back and forth and uh, it finally she said but i think you are the one who th- 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 asks the Dif- difficult questions <laughs> <laughs> you should do it uh, and I'll introduce you so so we have this kind of process and I've done three interviews by now so um, and my idea is that it will air once a month so people will have some sort of um, and so it won't be too much of me, and uh, the idea is to actually focus on that question: What is it that you do, and why do you do it, and how do you do it? So, so it's a uh, much digging around the creative aspects, the ideas behind the photos. We talk about inspiration, where they, f- where people find inspiration, why they do a specific work. I usually. Focus on one series of images or uh, some series of images that I'm really fond of of this photographer, mm. and then we talk about those. And um, uh, it it is really really fun because it makes me reflect upon my work and reflect on how different people's process to to the creativity how different it is for all of us and um i think that i think it's really really fun so so i'm really blessed to to, to be to be <laughs> get this spot on, on your podcast <laughs>
0: <laughs> well thank you so much for you know volunteering to do it and and following through with with all the work that goes into it and talking to all of these people and and um you know i know that interviews are a lot of work and and i've i really really appreciate it and they've the Tobias one is great And uh, I'm really looking forward to listening to the other ones So, so yeah, if people haven't checked that out Please go back, uh, it should be like The past episode or two And check out the Tobias interview And then yeah, stay tuned for more Christina interviews Yeah. Uh, once a month yeah. yeah, It's funny, we're getting to a point in the podcast now Where we're almost ha- we almost have too much stuff going on <laughs> <laughs> To fit our kind of Bi-weekly release schedule So we might have, you know, maybe one month We have three episodes coming out, maybe one month we have four Like who, who knows, just kind of depends on on all the the wealth of podcast stuff and we well, have coming
1: that's out, It's nice. So. It's nice to listen to podcasts. It's difficult to talk about images on in yeah. words, uh, <laughs> but I, I think it's really <laughs> nice. I love podcasting. I love podcast as well. So about movement, what's your yes.
0: thought about movement, uh, James? I love movement. I love capturing movement in toy photography. I don't love capturing movement so much in regular photography, like capturing people and and stuff like that. Um, that I've I've always found really difficult. Um, whereas doing something with toy photography, it's it's much easier because I get to control the environment and control what movement is happening. Um, I think largely I approach movement a lot from a a video making perspective because that's where my my start or was you know I I started doing a lot of video stuff Mm -hmm. before I did photography so I'm always kind of thinking of it in like film terms as far as um ways to capture movement or or I was on a, a movie set one time or a tv set one time and a camera operator was talking to me about movement in a scene and like let's say we have a character that's walking down a hallway you don't just start filming the scene with them standing in the hallway and then they start walking when you when you hit or when you say start you know um or when you say action you want them to be walking by the time you say action so then they're already walking when they go through the scene and same thing at the end of a scene you know you don't just want to end it with them getting to the door they go through the door or whatever so i am always kind of thinking of that in terms of my movement in my photos i'm always trying to capture the the moment after a movement is happening or in the middle of something so you know if i have a figure that's uh Like, I I just did a photo a little while ago of a a Hot Wheel of the Jurassic Park um, Jeep running away from a Mm T-Rex, you know, and I have the Jeep kind of going up a little hill um, like it's going to jump. And so what I did was I captured that moment where the back tires are still on the ground, but the front tires are not. And then I added a little motion blur to the back tires to make them look like they were moving and then a little bit of dirt debris. So that captures like the moment that that movement is happening. And um and so, so I, I'm always trying to approach movement in that way, I guess, like capturing the mo- movement as it's happening. Um, I want to talk about there are definitely different ways of portraying movement in photos. You know, you can do motion blur, you can freeze frame motion, you can have weather effects swirling around in the background. I know that um, Janin submitted a photo to us that, that implies a couple of these different things. Um, I love like capes moving in the wind, always yeah. implies movement to me. Um, just posing a figure that looks like they're running or something can really portray movement. So there's so many different ways to to capture movement in a photo. And um, so, so I'm really curious with your photo and your or your photography and your photography style, how have you captured movement in the past and, and what is your kind of thinking of it?
1: I think uh, I've, <laughs> I've really thought thought about movement not not so much in my photography that I do with ordinary people because I always try to get them to stand still but I have this I have this project that I'm kind of I don't know if I'm finished or if I it's still alive I can't really say um where I where I use the technique of moving, letting the, the model move through the image. So mm-hmm. I, I actually use movement to get an effect in the image that I like. <laughs> so I, I I do like movement. I think it's it can bring some sort of element to the image. But when I do it in toy photography, I usually do it by letting the figure be walking somewhere or walking towards or trying to run up after someone else i have done this amazing i think it's amazing you you can hear me (laughs) (laughs) putting my hand on my own head and telling everybody that i love my own work but i actually love that series i did uh, a six image narrative that i called falling with my wrestler and uh He's falling. <laughs> he's falling in puddles. He's falling in the in the in the woods, and I think that was a challenge. That is actually the only time I've been working, except for today. Then I'll talk about that later. But but using movement as an element, letting the figure fall because I wanted to have the the feeling of motion in the image.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, sometimes that's difficult to achieve with toy photography, just because toys are inanimate objects and you really have to, if you want to get them moving, you have to find a way to move them yourself, you know, Um, whereas, you know, with your portrait series with people, it's like, okay, just move your head around and and that's something you can capture. Um, So yeah, I have tried doing some like in-camera motion effects before, usually that implies moving the camera or... Uh, I did a shot once of Porgs riding on like a little mouse droid and I moved, I put, I had uh, the Death Star space walls background and I put, I like put a little clamp on them so I had a little handle and I just had my shutter speed open for for a few seconds and I moved the background itself yeah. so that the background became blurred and the figures looked like they were moving even if they weren't. Mm-hmm. So, so it's always, I always find... Cr- that with toy photography, you have to kind of think outside the box yeah. in those ways and find creative ways to get your inanimate objects to move. Mm. I, I just love that you have tried playing around with that by that that falling series. I, I remember those that wrestler photos those were so great.
1: <laughs> yeah, but 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 because. Usually, we use it as an element to put them in real life or making it feel like they are alive. So the mm-hmm. so moment is an effect we u- at least I use to to make it more like the figures are almost alive, even though they aren't.
0: Yeah, and I always find even subtle things like um, if I'm taking a shot of a minifigure, for instance, like these um, space Lego space photos I've been doing, I, I don't like to just have the figure standing. I, I always I always try to make them moving. So I, I'll move their, uh, make it look like their legs are moving, and you know, kind of put their arms out so it just looks like they're moving from one side of the scene to the other. Just because it adds a little bit of, a little bit of action to the shot, even if it's just. Uh, you know there's no nothing fancy going on no blurring or no jumping around or anything like that it's just a minifig moving from one side of the screen to the other but it just adds a little bit of life i think to my photos so i'm, I'm always trying to even in little little tiny ways imply a little bit of movement in these photos just to imply that the toys are alive or they're you know moving on their own
1: yeah and i think it's important because otherwise it will be just a dead figure standing in front of us because there are no no ways that we can read in life in these figures it's they are too stiff there are no irregularities in their faces or in their molds or in their there isn't anything that we connect to a living figure like an animal or a human or whatever
0: yeah, definitely. Were there um, any listener submissions that came in that you that jumped out at you as as far as um, capturing movement?
1: I I I looked through everybody's submission on the theme leap, and I thought I really liked that. I, it was so fun to see that everybody kind of saw it. The first image many people had was kind of jumping. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I th- and I realized for me, yeah, of course, leap is kind of a jump, but could it be something else? <laughs> and, uh, and I thought ab- I thought about how you could have used paraphrasing other images and I think about bisson he has this amazing image of a man in the middle of Paris jumping over a puddle and he's just in the leap in the, in the air and we know that the next step he will take we won't see it and it isn't in the capture and you can't see it there is no next image we'll know that he will get all wet because he will a- land in the puddle but I love <laughs> that and And I saw a lot of those images in in the community, but uh, uh, we, I must uh, stop by Spider Ghost Higa, Janan's image. He he posted. uh, I think it's. I thought I. I think I saw two images, but the one I see on Instagram is one image of uh, a Star Wars figure. I can't really say who it is, but I love all figures with helmets because uh, then uh, everything that happens in the image is building through the body language and how they are posed and how they actually the image is composed with the, the frame that is in front of or the photographer's canvas. And this image has so much mo- motion, uh, uh, movement in it. The cape is moving, the figure is kind of blurry, it's a short depth of field. He's kind of le- jumping up towards me, but he's looking out outside the frame not at me as a viewer there is someone on the figures left side and he has this sword that's all golden kind of warm also uh, in m- motion there's some sort of material r- moving in 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 that element as well and the the posting is amazing. I love the cape. I love the way the cape is falling in the background and I love the, the, the way he uses red uh, towards the background that's green, brownish and the small elements of blue in the helmet. It's uh, an amazing image actually.
0: Yeah, I thought the same thing. This is a great, like greatest hits of of ways to capture movement in one photo. You know, I love that Jan doing it with the posing of the figure. I love the, especially like the legs, you know, they're, they're kind of out of focus because of all the motion happening, but you can tell that one leg is a little more extended and one, the knee is kind of bent which is a typical like um, pose that we'd see if someone's jumping or something. So it looks very natural and how the figure has one arm behind them and one holding the sword. I'm a big sucker for billowing capes, so I, I love the cape in this, in this shot or the robe, whatever it is. It looks like a big billowing cape. Um, just all the great shadows and, and textures and stuff he was able to get. In this one shot, and then all of the weather effects and, and blurring effects happening around the figure as well. You can see some some motion blur in, in the rain, um, and how it's kind of splashing on the helmet and splashing around the sword. It just there's so much movement happening in this shot. So much. I can just feel the figure coming straight towards the camera and I can like picture the the wind and the rain zipping around him so it's just such a cool photo that captures so many different elements of movement in one shot but doesn't look cluttery at all in in my opinion it just it looks very clean and crisp and you can tell what's happening so so yeah Jan, an awesome awesome job this is such a cool photo um yeah and I just I just can't stop looking at that cape I just love it <laughs> yeah
1: I agree the cape is. It, almost a main object in the image you can you kind of fall in it's almost like a painting like a, a painting from some from, from the baroque era with all these red uh, golden capes that the kings had and all the details mm. and really it's really well done
0: yeah it really is so great job janin and we'll uh we'll have all the the links to the photos and the photos that we talk about here on the blog post at toyphotographers.com so you guys can see these as well. Um, definitely go check them out. And uh, yeah, you mentioned it, but the, um, the challenge happening in the Miwi community for this month of February was, uh, I, I thought at first it was going to be movement, which is why we kind of picked movement, but it was more leaping because of the leap year. So there are a lot of uh, great leaping images um, with the hashtag TP underscore leap. So people should definitely check those out on Miwi and Instagram if they haven't already. Um, yeah, the other, uh, photo that we were tagged in that I wanted to talk about was from Doug, Doug Gary, who was on a previous episode of this show. Um, he does just a great little shot of a, of a minifigure. It's like an alien minifigure in this pink tutu with wings and, and, um, the minifigures driving a, a, like a red motorcycle. And, and I really like that the, the figure itself is what's moving in this shot. The figure's kind of hovering over the bike And it looks like the, the bike itself doesn't look like it's moving that much because I don't see motion blur happening. It's in the dirt, but I don't see debris coming out of it. So what I really see movement wise here is the figure itself in flight and what it kind of makes me think is that and then in this next second the figure itself is going to fly and, and lift this bike with it yeah out of the out of the dirt here so i just thought that was a really cool way to convey the movement in this scene and to capture like the second before whatever action is about to happen in, in this shot and the shot itself is just beautiful i really like the pop of, of pink with the minifigure and how it coincides with the red of the bike and then just the really great shallow depth of field and bokeh he got in the background just looks re- really really beautiful and crisp.
1: Yeah, it's a it's a it's a beautiful way of using colors the the gray or brownish and with contrast to the red and the the pink. I only have one question, <laughs> and that's <laughs> what is my role? Why is this figure looking at the viewer? Why isn't it more focused in the mission that it is focused or or it's playing around with? Why is it trying to connect with me? What's happening where I'm standing? I'm really wanting, I want to know. There there must be another, (laughs) there must be another image that I don't see (laughs) where I am, I'm the... The one, or there is a, there could be a mother or father standing here, looking at this child, trying to accomplish this giant move of the bike. It could be something, but it is something happening where I am that I don't really see in the image, and I'm really curious about it because I want to know why is the figure so interested in connecting with me.
0: Yeah, and I love too with with the alien head on it, it brings up so many questions as well, you know. Um like is what is this alien doing in this tutu and driving this motorcycle and and yeah, as as it is looking right at the camera, it just aliens are always just a little creepy, especially when yeah. they just stare at you yeah. like this. So so I really like that element of it and it adds a bit of mystery and stuff to it. Um you know, it would have been easy for to for Doug to put on just a regular minifig face or something. So I like that he went with the alien face here cuz it just adds so much more depth and questions to the image yeah Um, yeah yeah it does make me wish that there was like a series or something so we could see what else is happening
1: yeah and the contrast the alien scary head compared with the beautiful pink (laughs) wings and the tootie and yeah it's so it's strange
0: (laughs) it's strange (laughs) Strange in like the best way yeah yeah, really (laughs) Yeah, so so Doug, yeah, awesome job and, and thank you for tagging us in that. Um, I don't think we got many more like people tagging us directly for this for the challenge or for the um, podcast workshop, but we did I do see so many other great movement photos in these um, posts on MeWe, uh, and one of them is from Matthew uh, Matthew Wajad, the admin in the MeWe community. He did a lot of great shots of uh minifigures skiing. Yeah. So just these minifigures on skis in mid jump and there's some of them there's no snow or anything going around them it's just the minifig in midair like he's got this really beautiful crisp shot kind of from below the minifigure looking up at them going over over the camera I thought that was really cool and then others are the minifig going through the snow and you see all this great snow blasting around them so just two really cool ways of capturing movement with this with the same kind of subject which I thought was was really interesting
1: yeah because one one thing I really when I looked through all the the amazing images people have done on leap um i i I, <laughs> I love the behind the scenes images and I ended up kind of falling in love with once again <laughs> the behind the scene image <laughs> because i thought I thought that it was more i would say it's more interesting. <laughs> That's only my <laughs> point of view <laughs> than then the, with the final image. But I do get why you don't have the wires in the image. But for me, there were more movement with the wires than hmm. without it. It's... Um, An image by Ziggy Zag Zoom, he did it for Valentine's Day and he has this, uh, um, it's really beautiful, it's Mm -hmm. such a great work, it's such a great way of using a figure, using the hearts, using the pig and the costumes and everything is, as always, brilliant. And this the the image is in pink, and there is a pink uh, pig in the in on the right hand side, and there is uh, a lot of hearts kind of flowing up, floating up in there. Or he's maybe he's jumping <laughs> in the uh, between the hearts, and they are kind of following him in the jump up and down. And through this image, we can. If you look through, you, you'll get all the behind-the-scenes image. And the last one, <laughs> when you go through, at least on Instagram, is where you can see all the wires, and you can see how the hearts are kind of um, also have wires to get out uh, up from the, the from the from the ground. And for me, there is even movement in this image because maybe the hearts are wiggling. A bit <laughs> back and forth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the way the wire is yeah. kind yeah, of... So, yeah. so the motion, uh, the movement is there, even though there are <laughs> they the help... Uh, because when we look at flowers, we know that they are moving all the time. We see images of, uh, of uh, flowers. We know that they are moving, but we want them to be still, so <laughs> we... And we, we, the image always is always a still. (laughs) So, so you don't have, I think, I think we should see more wires (laughs) in images. I like wires.
0: (laughs) I'll have to remember that the next time I'm spending time photoshopping those things out. It's like, why am I even doing this? Let it be. (laughs) Yeah, and then there was a, one more I wanted to talk about from uh, Luke Jones, uh, L.J. Toy Photography, who was a- another person on this show before. Um, he did a great shot of the new Flash minifigure. Um, kind of, he he's got it um, kind of leaping and running through the photo, but he did some light painting on the photo to yeah. show like the cool. Um, kind of lightning blur effects that happen when the flash is zooming around and, and I just thought that was such a cool way to portray the movement happening in the scene that the the minifigure itself is totally stationary and the background isn't blurred or anything but the light painting on the image is what implies the movement here and and the light itself is kind of blurry and, and all over the place and it just adds such a cool element to the photo and, and I just thought the, the lighting itself was beautiful as well. So I just thought that was another really cool and clever way to show movement yeah. with a still image was, was to use the lighting in, the, in that unique way. Truly,
1: I, I couldn't agree more. <laughs> uh, I would never get, get myself into light light painting, but, <laughs> 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 but I, I do admire those who do. <laughs> well done.
0: Yeah. yeah, it's one of those things I've always wanted to try, but I just, um, I don't know if I'm, I'm too intimidated by it or I just don't quite know how to do it and haven't wanted to spend the time experimenting and stuff. But um, every time I see the effect, I just think, oh, that's so cool. I wonder how you do that. Yeah, so, I think it's so, yeah. really,
1: I think you would be a master at it, James. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> Maybe I should try that out. Yeah, for, you should. For one of our upcoming
1: <laughs> challenges. No, it isn't for me. <laughs> No light fainting for
0: me. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you want to switch gears a little bit and talk about our photos and and how we captured movement? Honestly, when I saw your photo this morning and when I when I um took and picked the photo I was going to do for this too. Not at all what I thought we would both come up with for movement, but really interesting um, ideas behind it, I think. So what, I'm really excited. To kind what of dive oh, in I and want to know: What did
1: out. you think we would do? What What are your idea in your head that would come out of this?
0: I was thinking more, you know, traditional movement happening in a photo, especially for me. And I love having things flying around. So I, I initially thought, okay, I'm gonna maybe I'll do some kind of star wars ship going around and have debris flying everywhere, or. Or something, you know. I I th- I thought we would do something a little more traditional, I guess. And one idea I really wanted to try, but just didn't have the time for, was I wanted to actually do a stop motion photo yeah. of, of, of for something. I, I've never really done stop motion before, and I thought that would be a really fun way to do movement. Was to actually have like a, a moving image, but I just didn't have the time to do that. So um, initially, what what were you kind of thinking when we uh, picked movement as our theme? I
1: thought of um, I thought of going through my archive and <laughs> take an old <laughs> photo <project. laughs> because I thought I have done this so much and mm-hmm. I have it. yeah I was kind of thinking the same thing <laughs> yeah and I thought I have images that I love that I've done <laughs> movement in and, and where the movement is so essential to what I'm trying to portray um, but I ended up um, I ended up doing um I don't know. <laughs> I ended up, I ended up thinking that I should do movement in another way. So, so I actually did it in a, in in my studio up on the attic. <laughs>
0: oh, nice! <laughs> yeah, I'm excited to hear about that when we start going through it. Yeah, I
1: don't, th- I don't think there is so much to say though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, should I start? Yeah, go for it. Yeah. I have this uh, square image. Um, it's uh, with a black background, and I would say there is a foreground, and in the foreground, there is a hand a kind of reaching for me as a viewer or the person standing in front of this figure. And uh, the figure is almost in the middle maybe a bit to the left and uh, it's a silver figure with uh, a hoodie or uh, something over the head and you can see there is a mask or some sort of... um, there isn't a face but there seem to be two eyes, a dot in the forehead and what I would read as tears or spots uh, on the cheeks, but there isn't a mouth on the figure, and there is a. The figure is kind of moving, moving moving in the image. You can say, I would guess that uh, from a technical aspect, you have worked with a long, uh, long, long exposure time, or you have uh, uh, done. Um, Uh, double exposure three maybe three exposures on one image it doesn't really matter the idea is that uh, the figure it, it it makes me see a ghost like I can't really say if the figure is there or if it's a bit more to the right or maybe it is on the left it seems to be searching for Whatever is in front of it, maybe it can't see, maybe it's blind, I can't say. But I can really see there is movement in the figure and it's kind of moving back and forth, trying to feel in front of it. And I can see that it, where the hand is, it's, uh, the foreground is really soft because the focus is on the figure's face or the mask and I can see part of a hand or the movement of the hand on the right hand side. And when I look at the, the, the figure and the face or the mask of this figure, I can see that on the left hand I see half the face, on the right hand side I can see the whole face and there I also at least kind of think I see a mouth. But I don't. I'm not sure. Maybe it's just a shadow. Uh, and looking at the figure or at the 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 figure that is in the image, it makes me think about spirited away. Uh, the Ghibli mm. image with the the figure. I think it's faceless. It's kind of a uh, no face. No face. Yeah and it looks Hmm. almost like no face but i googled no face and i realized it isn't the same figure so but it is a movement back and forth searching i would i would say the image should be called searching
0: Hmm. yeah i love that yeah um it's funny you say that it kind of looks like a ghost because that's the name of the figure actually i was really curious because this is a very specific uh, pop culture figure um, and, that I assumed that you wouldn't know who it was. So, so I was really curious how, how you would think of the image outside of context. <laughs> um, and, and you nailed it. You, you got exactly what I wanted, including the name of the, the character. Um, so this is the villain from or you know, one of the antagonists from the Ant-Man and the Wasp movie from a couple years ago. Um, her name is Ghost yeah, and she kind of has this problem where she's <laughs> What's that? I've seen that movie. <laughs> oh, oh, see, that's funny. Um, yeah, so yeah, she kind of has that problem where she's kind of phasing in and out of reality or, or places, you know. So she, her, she's always kind of has this ghost image, and she kind of she can kind of move through walls and stuff like that. Um, so. Last month, uh, for Ant-Manuary, I kept buying all of these different, like, packs of Ant-Man figures, and I could tell my wife at one point was kind of like, really, more Ant-Man figures? But, um, you know, it's just fun to, to buy different sizes and stuff, and this is a figure that came in one of the packs I got, and um, immediately I thought, oh, okay, cool, I'll, I'll try to do that image of her kind of doing the ghost movement thing, and um, then this podcast theme came up, and I thought, okay, perfect, that's what I'll do for this, so... So yeah, you're right. I did use long exposure where I, I think it was 10 seconds or something like that. I just put it, put this in my light box. So that's why it's just a flat back, back, black background. I wanted it to be really simple. And um, yeah, I just left my exposure open for like 10 seconds and I just kind of held the figure in place for let's say like five seconds. And then I would move her a little bit to get the figure on the left and I'd keep it there for like one or two seconds and then move it over to the other Mm -hmm. side. So then by the end, the most solid, you know, um, part of the image was the figure that had been there the longest and then the rest of it was just those one or two seconds that I had left in the exposure. So I, I was actually trying to convey movement by moving the figure mm. itself which was something I don't really do very often and I had never really done this long exposure effect before so it was really fun to to play around with that and I did think oh I could just easily do this in photoshop by taking three different photos yeah. and, <laughs> you and you know, layering them <laughs> and stuff but um but I really wanted to try to do it in camera so that, it was a really fun experiment to do and, and now that I've done it and have learned a couple things from doing it um I, i've now thinking of other figures I could do it with like I really want to try it with the flash moving around and stuff like that so um so so i just love though that the the context came through and everything through this image even though you didn't quite know who the character was or, or remember who the character was I yeah. know no, i
1: didn't um, know i could never name that <laughs> even though i have seen the movie <laughs> it's really i i it, it's there is such a great feeling to the image because I can really feel how the figure is kind of lost
0: hmm yeah, thank you yeah that's that's another thing I was trying to just imply with the you know the black background and everything there's the isolatedness of this figure and how she is just kind of being lost in this in this blackness around her and, and the reaching out and stuff so, so yeah this was a really fun one to play with and, and I usually don't s- shoot in square either you know square images so that was different for me too and just yeah this was a really fun one to kind of experiment with for this challenge and something totally different than, than the movement I usually try to capture in my photos so.
1: Is it a big figure? Because I think one of the th- I have to ask isn't it hard to move the figure around? It looks really big <laughs> they may she's
0: actually pretty she's probably uh like four or five inches tall not very tall um so but it, it was just a little difficult to move around just because I had to get the timing right and also I didn't want my hand being in the yeah. shot at all the figure itself because it's, she is kind of small it's it was I had to really get in close with my camera so then my hand was, like, just out of shot, basically, uh-huh. like, below her waist, holding her and moving her around. So so it was more of the scale was, was more problematic in that respect that I was just trying to shoot around this really tiny figure. And she doesn't have any articulation at all, either, so that I was really limited to... The posing I could do and the angle that I could shoot her at where she would look interesting. So so that, that was a challenge as well and I kept, you know, bumping my, my camera or I'd bump my table a little bit, you know, and it would get too blurry, like it, it definitely took me a lot of trial and error to, to get this right.
1: Yeah, because I think that's one of the, the benefits with the motion movement in the image is that even though she probably is just a piece of plastic, you don't feel the plastic as much as you would have if she was standing just in front of the camera holding her hand out
0: yeah yeah exactly so it was fun to it's one of those things where limitations can actually Help you yeah. creatively by by making you think outside the box and do things in a different way, um, yeah. Because I didn't just want to do a simple portrait of this figure or something. I really, because of the limitations, was able to to play around and, and experiment a little bit. So which is always really fun to do. So.
1: Yeah, I love the 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 third. Oh, I would yeah the third version of the figure the the one that's almost in the center, even though. The main focus is uh, on the middle one uh, where you can actually see some sort of mouth and uh, the face kind of comes through even though there seems to be just a shadow of something else. But but it really is. I love that effect that you had this really a face in the shadows or in the ghost area of this figure.
0: Yeah, I wish I could say that was intentional cuz I didn't notice it until you brought it up. But yeah, now that I look at it, it does look like a little mouth like it's it almost looks like that scream painting yeah. of the, you know, of the figure screaming and and um yeah, and just that I that helps convey like the pain and, and isolation and stuff that this figure's feeling. So, so a, a happy accident that I'm really mm-hmm. happy happened, but um <laughs> but yeah, not not something I noticed until until you talked about it, which is another reason I love doing these is just Hearing somebody else's perspective on photos, and um, you know, getting your first impression of, of of something that you have no context for is always interesting and fun. So. Yeah,
1: and 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 the way th- the softness of the other figures also makes her even sadder, and the feeling of those red dots beneath her eyes makes t- almost tears in in the in the shadows or in the the weakest sides of our image.
0: Yeah, again, not something I would have really, uh, did done intentionally or, or thought of that much, but the, the more you bring it up and talk about it, the more I notice it myself. So, <laughs> I yeah, I just love that. But yeah, thank you so much. I, I'm glad that you enjoyed the image and had so many interesting insights about it that I hadn't even thought of. And, and um, yeah, this is definitely a technique I want to try more of now that I've experimented with yeah. it because it was just a really fun way to to capture the movement,
1: yeah, and capture a a sense of who the person is inside, even though you can't really say, but you get a feeling of it, and it's really mm-hmm. conveyed in the image because of the movement.
0: Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, so uh, let's talk about your image now because. <laughs> I just loved it. It's funny, it came in this morning, um, you know, I checked my phone in bed when I first woke up and saw that you had the email and this is a very gray image, yeah. a lot of <laughs> negative space. And when it first came in on my phone, I thought that it hadn't loaded or downloaded properly because it just looked like a big white square, you know, a big white rectangle on my phone. I was like, huh, this is weird. And then I really, I, then I started noticing all of the little details of the figure and stuff. And I just thought that it was so cool. So something that really, it took me a second, but then once I got it, it really was really a beautiful image so I'll explain to people what I see so that they can uh, All the know gray. What I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah so this is a landscape image uh, oriented image and um as I said it's kind of this not quite white and not quite gray it's kind of in the middle maybe eggshell or, or something like that you know but um just a really really open image with lots of negative space bright negative space and um down towards the bottom right corner of the image. We have a, uh, a figure looks like a stormtrooper that's kind of standing but leaning a little bit forward. And uh, looks like it's kind of struggling to move through this scene. And you can see the shadow of the figure is really long and extended down on the ground, which I thought was cool. And um, you can't see any detail as far as the landscape or where this figure is. So immediately it makes me think of a snowstorm, or or what they call a whiteout, where it's just you can't see anything around you because the snow is just all over the place and so crazy. And I just picture this big storm coming through, storm and stormtroopers. This big storm <laughs> coming through on this stormtrooper, and he's kind of trudging through the snow or the landscape wherever he's trying to get to. And um, that that is conveyed largely through the posing. You can see the feet. Are, it, they almost look like they're kind of shuffling and the way the figure is leaning forward. And another big piece of this image is this, it looks like maybe a wing or something you, that the figure is kind of almost hiding under. It looks like it's kind of pulled up around his shoulders, maybe like a big cloak or cape or something. But yet yeah, the texture on it makes me think it's some kind of wing. And um, so I immediately start thinking of, you know, birds in the winter and birds, you know, flying... Uh, was it south or north for the winter? I, I don't remember. But, but basically migrating from, from the winter to the summer or, or to warmer climates. And the stormtrooper definitely looks like he's trying to migrate out of this whatever situation <laughs> he's in. But I just love the, the, um, the feathers and stuff give just so much to this image. Even though you can't see very many details, it just it just adds to the kind of protected stance of the figure and that he's trying to kind of escape these elements by hiding underneath and I, I do just think of birds in the cold and how they, they'll they kind of press their feathers closer together to them to to keep warm so it just I, I just love that in this image and um and I don't know if it's supposed to be feathers or it's supposed to be a cloak or something but it just looks I just love the texture on it and it does just look like wings so really really great image and and not not what I would think of with <laughs> movement but but I I love that this is a total still frame image. There's no blurring happening here. There's no ghosting effects. There's no debris flying, anything like that. It's just a still image, but the posing of the figure and the composition of the image really conveys the movement happening in this scene. So just a a really brilliant um, setup for for this workshop, Mm -hmm. I think, because it just Mm -hmm. captures movement in a a really unique and different kind of way that I I wouldn't initially think of. so yeah, it just shows like the power of <laughs> photography and capturing a, a, a second in time, you know. Um, so you said that you shot this inside, actually. I, I yeah. immediately assumed <laughs> that you had actually shot this outdoors or in the snow or something like that. Oh, it's
1: it's done uh, inside, <laughs> on, in my studio, <laughs> where nice. I usually have people. <laughs> and I, um, so um, because I... I was really focused on this idea of doing movement and I wanted to actually portray movement and use movement in the image. So I did, as you, I did a long exposure. Um, I I use it all the time when I do portraits. I, I work with long exposure, but I usually move. I usually move my model, or me as a model, move in the frame and out out of the frame. But you can't do that when you have a, a model that can't move. <laughs> <laughs> then you, as a photographer, have to move the uh, the camera. So this is actually a long exposure, and I have moved the camera. So the reason you feel like it's really like a snow, snow snowstorm, is because of movement. It's Hmm. uh, because of a long exposure time. So I have exposed uh, the image uh, on the figure and then I move the camera. So I also expose uh, the white wall that I have on on the, on the, uh, in the attic. And uh, so the technique is the movement actually (laughs) in the image. (laughs) <laughs>
0: huh. That how did you do that without then the figure itself looking you know like-minded with the long exposure kind of blurred and, and in multiple places at once how did how did uh, yeah <laughs> i've uh, like trained
1: <laughs> <laughs> i've trained a lot i've done this for years <laughs> yeah you have to um, you have to take the I have uh, an exposure time around two seconds and uh, for the first second I kind of just have the image or the, the camera opens and it looks at the figure and once I have opened it I move it not, not uh, slowly but rather fast and then I get only the white so I get... Hmm a white i get two exposure exposures in one frame i can get the background and the figure and i do that with people all the time so i have done the same with a with a with a with a toy but usually the people walk out of the camera and Hmm. i can have the hold the camera still
0: wow that's that's not at all what i would have (laughs) Thought for the, you know, I, I thought it was just going to be, you know, you put this against a white background and that, and just let it go. And that was it. You know, I, I love that you, that you used movement to, to make the picture, but not in a way to convey the movement in the photo, but to use movement to take the photo. I just, that is so cool. Yeah. And yeah. Not, not a technique I would have even thought of trying, but now that you say it, it's like, now I just want to start Googling long exposure tricks and stuff like that and trying to figure this stuff out. Um, yeah, so, so cool. yeah,
1: it, it is cool, and that when you do it, you get this really soft focus, and you get details, but you don't get sharp de- details, or some details get sharp, and and you get some textures, but not really. <laughs> <laughs> and it isn't really important <laughs> because I like the way it gets soft, and really, I love I love the way they come out the images when I, when I do it this way
0: <laughs> yeah yeah I love the softness of the image because it ju- it just really does convey that like storm that's happening or the fog that he's walking through or whatever it just yeah the the loss of detail there it really benefits the image um, and what was the thinking behind the the wings or feathers or, or what he has on his back
1: yeah I I'm <laughs> I've always I love wings. I have all always done that. I have done wings for years also especially in my toy photography and I found these um during the Christmas um season. It's <laughs> actually a Christmas. <laughs> it's a Christmas decoration that I use and I when I you know that I love the myth. I really love every it's every one that I can connect to, Sisyphus and hard work and the strive that never ends and how difficult it is and the, the but this image is more in the uh, connected to this, the myth of Asperus the, the, the never he, he he he's always walking He's uh, one of the is part of the Christian myth. Uh, on Golgatha, he he met Jesus. Jesus and um, went got condemned to be forever walking and living forever, and he's always walking, always, always, and he'll never get to gets to rest. Hmm. And that was my idea for the image. I wanted to have a, this walking man and just having the stormtrooper walking was too easy it's hard to never ever be able to sit down to rest just this never-ending walking and then i put the wings on and he got really it's heavy (laughs) it's (laughs) hard it's a hard work
0: (laughs) yeah it really does help (laughs) convey the the struggle in the image and it does weigh the figure down um, and yeah, the posing on it too is, is what really to me signifies the, the struggle here and, and how tired he is from walking is just that he's leaning forward and you can tell that he like, can't keep moving, but has to keep moving. And yeah. we've all felt that way at some point before, you know, where you just can't keep going anymore. And so it just, it, that really comes through in the image. And I think, yeah, adding that, that weight to the figure itself is such a smart idea. Not something I, I would have thought of either, but just, yeah, that's brilliant. It really makes sense
1: yeah and and it's the only reason i use it because he gets it's heavy and we always connect wings with lightness mm-hmm. the heaven <laughs> god and whatever but it also is something that is a burden to be a, to be an angel
0: <laughs> it must be hard work yeah yeah it really must yeah yeah and i i I didn't really think about either just the size of the wings and stuff too really help convey that the, the figures being weighed down because wings are something that we attribute with flight obviously. And, and yeah, I love that you've kind of subverted that and, and turned it on its head here for this image. Just, So many great details and something that at first I thought was just a a totally white frame, you know. (laughs) Um, So just shows like how much thought and stuff goes into into your shots. I I love it. I love that you're always pulling from different myths and stuff like that. It's really interesting.
1: Yeah, I I was pleased.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you should be. It's an awesome image.
1: Yeah, I love the shadows. I thought those were the best <laughs> yeah yeah I
0: love the shadow too and just how long the shadow is it kind of helps show like the journey that he's st- like he still has a long way to go yeah. or, you know the, yeah and the, yeah it's just so many different great details here so so what do you think you learned from from doing movement for this challenge did you learn anything new with movement or are you just kind of going through the, the motions because you've done movement stuff before
1: I've been thinking of and I have Been challenged by my husband. He always says you have to do what you do in portraits with your toys as well. You have to make them high key. (laughs) (laughs) Give it a try, and I I've been trying and I've been trying and I haven't thought it has worked. And uh, doing this challenge, and I knew that the technique would work. I knew that because I've tried. Uh, with people that isn't that movable, you can always use a camera and move the camera instead. Um, so I'm really I'm pleased with the the way the the image and the idea the technique behind it really worked in this context. So so I would say that I got a, some insights more than learning. How about you? What did you learn?
0: Yeah, um, I learned. I, I guess for me it was just learning this um, long exposure technique and and you know um, it's something I never had never really played around with before so trying to figure out the lighting associated with that and the the amount of movement I needed in the shot to to get the figure you know um, solid enough in in one instance and then ghosted enough in the other two so so that was really fun for me just experimenting with a new technique I had never done before and now, Thinking of the possibilities with that, and then learning that through through moving the camera and stuff, I could do stuff like what you just did. Um, just so many different different um, avenues open up when you when you learn new techniques like this. And so so yeah, for me, it's just the long exposure. Like, what can I do with with that? Um, it is really exciting and, and something I I'm looking forward to playing around with more going forward.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah yeah because you if you had chosen a, a white background your image would have looked more like mine mm-hmm. she would be <laughs> almost transparent
0: yeah yeah exactly so I really had to figure out how to light her in a way that focus on the figure and didn't uh, you know spill too much into the background and, and detract from things and so so yeah it was really fun to just experiment and 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 you know, find what what would actually work for an image like this. So, mm. yeah, so awesome. I love that we both did totally different ways of doing, and it's funny looking at our images too. Yours is very white and mine's very dark. So it's just <laughs> it's just really cool seeing the contrast between our, our styles and images for this challenge. Um, yeah, your,
1: your image is always bright and colorful. Mine is <laughs> kind of
0: gray. <laughs> <laughs> well, you usually have like lots of great bright light and bokeh and stuff coming in your image so I like that this is a lot it's really toned down from what you usually do and you still have that mm-hmm. bright white but it's it's in such a different way and such a softer way than you usually do so so yeah I just, I just love it um Thank yeah you. and uh, looking ahead for our next challenge we um since we're going to be, this episode will come out in early March. And so uh, since spring is coming up in March and we've done a couple seasons before, we thought it'd be fun to photograph spring for our, for our next uh, workshop. So um, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. And if people want to join us, I know that... Um, We had kind of done away with hashtags last time. We saw this time that um, (laughs) people don't really tag us personally, and and I totally get that. So if you guys want to photograph spring and um, show us your images for a chance for us to talk about them here on the podcast, let's just stick to one hashtag from from here on out. Thank you, Matt, from MeWe for uh, suggesting this. We'll just do hashtag TP underscore podcast. Uh, that way we will see all the images and um, you guys don't have to worry about tagging us individually if, if that's not something you'll remember to do or, or want to do. So so yeah, um, Photograph Spring for us. We, I'd, we'll probably be recording towards the end of March, middle to yeah. end of March. Um, so so I'd say just probably have, if you want to do those, photograph them by like the 20th of March probably. First day of spring. Mm. How perfect is that? So yeah, I'm, re- I'm really excited to, to photograph spring and and see what other people do it's really looking like spring where i am right now the um the sun has been out and the birds are coming back and flowers are back in bloom so it's kind of an early spring for us here so i'm I'm kind of in the spring mood already so i'm excited to dive into it
1: yeah we don't have any spring yet but um i'm my head is filled with the uh, spring flowers. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I suspect we're going to see a lot of bright images, lots of green and lots of flowers. But but that's just me. We'll, we'll see what, what the community does and if we ourselves subvert any of those expectations as we are wont to do. So. <laughs>
1: yeah, we'll see yeah. <laughs> in a month. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, um, thank you, Christina, for, for you know, talking movement with me. These are always such fun podcasts to do. And, um, thank you to all the listeners who joined us and and listened to this episode. And, um, we'd love to hear your thoughts about movement on the blog post for this episode at toyphotographers.com. and, uh, stay tuned after the credits here for, you know, where you can find us on social media, how to leave us a review and all that kind of stuff. But, um, Yeah. Until next time, Christina, thank you so much. And uh, I look forward to talking about spring with you on our next podcast.
1: Me too. Thank you, James, for having me. Yeah. (laughs) Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.
0: Thank you so much for listening. You can find new episodes of this podcast and articles on creativity and toy photography on our website, toyphotographers.com. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you enjoyed the episode, please leave us a five-star review. That will help spread the word about the show and help us get noticed. You can find us on Facebook at Toy Photographers, on Twitter at Toy Photo Blog, and on Instagram at underscore Toy Photographers underscore. But if you really want to connect with us, check out our MeWe community. You can find the link to it in the show notes for this episode and on the blog. Music for this week's episode is courtesy of freemusicarchive.org, and our podcast editor is Josh Kibbs. I'm James Garcia. You can find me on Instagram at therealjames23. For everyone here at Toy Photographers, thanks for listening. See you next time.